Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to DraftKings Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo and Golik. I'm Mike Golik Jr. He's Mike Golik Sr. That in the middle is Emerson Latzia coming in and hanging out, holding it down for us in the Boston studios at DraftKings headquarters. We are brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code GOJO15. Got a great show for you guys, as always. Uh, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. We need the reviews. They help. Leave mm-hmm. us that five-star rating. Check us out on the DraftKings YouTube channel, DraftKingsNetwork.com, and Samsung TV Plus, and others live, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Uh, we have some awesome guests coming up on the show today. Missouri Tigers head coach Eli Drinkwitz going to join us here in a little bit, as well as Patrick Ewing, uh, former great NBA big man. As we look ahead at the start of the season, but if basketball starting, if it's Wednesday, those circles form the Venn diagram that in the middle gives you a Wilder Wednesday. Charlotte Wilder, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> back. Oh, wow, and with graphic support. Wow. Look at how cute that is. No Holy way. Wow. Oh, look at you, Charlotte. Oh my god, I have my own little graphics. It's so yes, cute, you guys. <laughs> wow. Bestie. Oh my god. She is beauty. She is grace. Uh she is back with us after a week off uh gallivanting around Los Angeles last week with the Dan Lebetard crew and her partner Amin El Hassan, who you can hear her with on Oddball wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, except for uh, every day, except for Monday out Thank here. Thank you. And every I said, day except for Monday. I said partner and Charlotte winced because oh, no. she's a wife guy now. And she <laughs> no. realized the phrasing. Right, right. My microphone, troubling. I'm holding my microphone because this is a professional operation here. And it fell onto my lap, right? As you said, her partner. And I was like, well, <laughs> the face applies to, to no. Uh, Amin, <laughs> Amin is my, is my partner in basketball and mm-hmm. all things oddball. And, 
I just appreciate you saying that, um, you know, when everyone thinks of basketball and Patrick Ewing, the next thing they think is like Charlotte Wilder. Well, sure. of course. I mean, yes. is, is, isn't that a given? I mean, that's known by everybody. I mean, you correct? said it. You said it. So yeah. thank you so much. Uh, I'm so <laughs> excited that the se- I can't believe the season's actually starting. We launched a basketball show in July. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the tail end of uh, for summer league, which is anybody who knows the basketball schedule knows that that means uh, then there's nothing. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just really excited. Last night I had a little tear in my eye watching uh, watching all the action, being like, "Oh my god, I actually can have a take based on something I have seen." It's yeah. it's incredible. You only had to wait like four months after you started this thing, right? For that's normally when you start football shows, new football shows. You got to start it by July camp when July's going on before preseason. You don't really think of basketball starting then, but hey, if anybody can pull it off, Charlotte, you can. Thank you so much. I actually have to say it's been great to have the to get the reps in um, during the off season. Uh, so it act- I actually ended up being proved wrong that it actually is a very good idea if you're going to start a basketball show to do it before uh, when you can ramp up into the season. But yeah, I'm very excited. Charlotte Wilder, a lot like Nikola Jokic, out here putting up the work in the gym, maybe not on the basketball court, mm. but we can debate that as we there saw the opening night with the Nuggets and the Lakers last night that went on. We had the Warriors and the Suns, where I learned already in one night of NBA action one very important fact for the 2023-24 NBA season that I'm excited to share. But guys, the Philadelphia Phillies really wow. uh, went out there and laid an egg. Sad fart noise to end the season for one of baseball's most fun teams during the postseason. They had been mashing dingers in an unprecedented rate. And then when I saw that Nick Castellanos had gone 0 for 21 yeah. since his awesome home run many moons ago, I realized that, oh, wait a minute, I think I was trading on currency from the Phillies from a before time. Uh, before the Arizona Diamondbacks decided to squeeze the life and the offense out of them, Ginkle owned them during that game last night. Now, Dad, uh, you as a part-time resident of the Valley of the Sun get the home team heading to the World Series right now. The Diamondbacks are getting set to face the Texas Rangers in the World Series. First, on Cassianos, what you said about him. Watching him bat uh, last night was like watching the little the kid in Little League that you have to play two innings and has to bat once. Me. Right, that it, it it was it was tough to watch. I mean, he wasn't even getting near a ball. I mean, striking out, it was it was really tough to watch. But it, certainly, it's not on him; it's on everybody. You look at Schwarber, Turner, and Harper. One, two, three in your lineup. Go one for eleven. Schwarber, the only one with a hit there. Give credit to the Arizona uh, bullpen. Five innings, a one hit ball. Uh, I mean, they, they, the Phillies had what ten runs in game two, and then three of the losses after that. They scored four total. So, you know, and the debate is is collapse or comeback. You know, did Philly, Philadelphia collapse or Arizona comeback? I'm always giving the team winning this the credit for what they were able to do, what Arizona was able to do, 12th best record in Major League Baseball, underdogs for Milwaukee, the Dodgers, and Arizona, and coming from behind and winning those. I mean, just incredible what they've done. What it also does, it makes the World Series, unfortunately, maybe not as watchable to the casual fan because it's Arizona against Texas. You have no Phillies. You have no Houston for everybody to hate, you know, to continue hating. 
Uh, but I'm going to watch it. It's a World Series, a freaking World Series, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And, and kudos to Arizona, who just hurt everybody. Charlotte throwing darts at him, darts at him. They shouldn't be here while they're here. They're just going to be a speed bump on somebody else's road to the World Series, especially when it got to Philadelphia. And they became, you know, this, this such, such a great story became. They were in the World Series last year. But everybody wanted him back again this year to try and get the win. And here's the, the little engine that could, those Diamondbacks getting done i know well i mean it's just incredible they're such a young team too which i think yeah. is part of it that's so fascinating because it's like are we could we be on the precipice of an arizona diamondbacks dynasty <laughs> like i don't want to get ahead of myself here but i was bummed for philly i have to tell you i think there's I took great joy in that team as someone who sort of tuned in 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 the postseason mostly this year. But I was aware of them all year. Like they were such a force for that city. I think it was really fascinating how they became the team that people in Philadelphia, some younger fans who were like, we don't want the reputation of throwing batteries. Uh, We want to create a more (laughs) more loving, supportive environment. They really latched onto this team. It is a very Philly, uh, it's like Philly, the can't have nice things feeling. I I feel like some of the, hear me out. (laughs) This is, this might be a terrible thing to say. I feel like some of those younger fans who didn't want the throwing batteries uh, reputation might now understand how one can develop the cynicism and heartbreak necessary to turn into a hurt person who hurts people. Yeah, this is the Joker origin story for a new generation like, of Philadelphia fans. Battery three, fr- battery free since twenty three, but with plenty of ammunition, Charlotte. Like you mentioned, for sadness in the last year, the Phillies lost the World Series, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl, the Philadelphia Union lost the MLS Cup, the Seventy Sixers lost in the Conference Semis, and now the Phillies lost in the NLCS. And that's almost the worst version of it. I think most fan bases can take some level of ineptitude because your body goes numb when you suck for too long. But in this case, when you get this close, painfully close, so many times over and over again in rapid succession, it is the hope that kills you, Ted Lasso once said, and uh, could not be truer terms. So you're right, Charlotte. There might be a few more people all of a sudden eyeing Santa Claus with a little bit of venom in their hearts. (laughs) Emerson, is there joy for you? Because Boston's used to closing these deals and having parades all over the place. And as Mike just mentioned, Philadelphia teams losing one after another to not have these parades. Do do you, as a Boston fan, kind of look toward Philly and say, basically, ha-ha? Yeah, I think most people here in this market have just been more concerned with the Red Sox getting a new president of baseball operations, which (laughs) they finally landed yesterday. And former Red Sox player Craig Breslow, but... Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, for me personally, like being here in this market, I didn't grow up a Red Sox fan. I've lived here for eight years. I know Charlotte has ties to the area, so maybe she can speak more to this. But listen, I don't care about national TV ratings. I really don't. I like to see new faces on the biggest stage. And so, yeah, more markets winning. I think more fans will be falling in love with the sport and local fans. I think it's good for baseball. I really do.
So I think that's the question in all of this. And I saw this kind of dividing the timeline last night is, is it okay to not be super excited for this World Series matchup? And I think it can be. Like initially on face value, as someone that likes Charlotte, I parachute in for postseason baseball. I pay attention during the season the same way that a lot of national shows do. And I go on about my business. And I had a lot of fun this postseason. It's been really good. So many of the changes structurally Major League Baseball made to the pitch clock and everything around that have made it a much more, you know, Profitable experience for Major League Baseball, it looks like, from the outside. But in general, had a good time with this. And part of that was you did have the Astros are a team with so much background that everybody kind of looks at them and you feel something, like Dad said. The Phillies, on the other spectrum, the positive end, make you feel something with the personality and the way that they played the game with what Bryce Harper is that team. There's not a lot of feelings evoked by no. the Rangers and the Diamondbacks for the vast majority of people, right. which is fine to say that's not excited. Where it gets intolerable for a lot of people and I understand is when you immediately become a TV executive and you say well Major League Baseball's got to be ticked about this because they're going to have poor ratings or you start to do what we all do during the summer and try and fix Major League Baseball and say this is their problem this is how we got to this point instead of just saying hey sometimes them's the breaks some yeah. people are going to like this baseball diehards and people are going to tune in I'm still going to watch because it's the World Series but I am not nearly as excited about this as I was going to be for the Phillies and I don't think that sharp it makes me a bad guy. No, it doesn't. I also think that every team that has a backstory, every team that has a narrative that you're excited for, every team that you are like, oh my God, are they going to do it, has to start somewhere. And True. so that's this could be the beginning of that. You know, I know I was, I was sort of joking about a Diamondbacks dynasty just because that's immediately where everybody goes when anybody makes it. To, it's like, oh, is this the start of something? But but it could be the start of something. And I think in order to have villains, in order to have heroes, in order to have people you want to see in those top spots, they have to get there for the first time. And I think it could be really interesting to see this develop over the next couple years into something that people have very strong opinions about. Yeah. I think it would be really fun if the Diamondbacks were a team that a lot of people either hated or loved like that. I, I think introducing new characters into the um, narratives is always really exciting. And it, at the same time, I do think it's allowed to be a little bit of a bummer in that first season. You know, it's like when you're watching a show and it's in like it's millionth season and all of a sudden, sudden someone new comes in and like the main characters go, don't get as much time and you're like, you're annoyed. You're like, why is this a capsule episode? Like, mm. what are we doing here? Why do I have to pay attention to this? And then you're like, oh, wait, actually, I am very invested. So you just got to give it that kickstart. That's yeah. the perfect analogy. It's like when the first cast of Glee all of a sudden went to college and I had new guys going into high school. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I trust you guys yet. Harry, yeah. Can you guys really carry this show? I don't know. Yeah. But to Mike, to your point, it's absolutely okay to not be as invested or interested or maybe you watch it a little more casually, you know, a little more channel flipping than normal. I mean, that that's fine. You know, yeah, I mean, the Rangers in Arizona don't care. I mean, as they're starting to call the Diamondbacks, they're calling them the Answerbacks. You know, with with they they just keep answering. We got to come here. We got to come up with a better nickname. With a better yeah. name, by the way. I, I, I do agree with that. I mean, again, they won back in '01, and uh, Texas is one of six teams that has not won a World Series. So, you know, for the, for lack of a better term, now Arizona is twenty six years they've been around. They're this is the you know they have a chance to win two World Series, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, but it, it's. I, 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 like I said, we're going to watch, but we may watch less 
or more casually than we would have. But for Arizona, to your point, Charlotte, I mean, listen, Corbin Carroll, the young kid, the rookie, just taking the the postseason by storm. He goes, what, three for four last night? Yeah, and he had been terrible in this series, Mike. He'd been terrible up until last night. Terrible against lefties. Terrible. And then last night, he gets gets a little revenge against lefties and also has a couple of stolen bases as well. But that's the other thing. They They have a somewhat young team as well. So, We'll see. Kudos to them. Philly has to be bummed. I mean, they were living large with the shirts they're making, the videos they're making, you know, all of all the player people showing up at the games. I mean, everybody thought it was kind of foregone conclusion. They just, you know, forgot to do the most important thing was to win four games. How about the diamond back-to-backs? Because they won back-to-back in oh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. That's better than the, the answer back. Okay. That's yeah. way better than the, an- the answer back. No offense to whoever penned that objectively <laughs> terrible name yeah. for yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't really roll off you did better. Yeah, yeah, already I, you did better. So I, I agree. Say, I was here for five minutes. Yeah, so listen, it yeah. me, casual <laughs> baseball fan coming in to improve yeah. the sport yeah. here. Uh, I don't know if I've done, done as much for the interest in the sport. sport. Or is a rallying cry for the Diamondbacks. The Mad Dog Russo. I'm sure you guys saw this like everybody else. But we've got this footage of Christopher Mad Dog Russo, obviously longtime gas bag. You see him every Wednesday on first take. And he was the one. If there was bulletin board material to be had for this Diamondbacks, Diamondback squad. It, it came, came courtesy, courtesy of, of Mad, Mad Dog. Dog. Here, Here it is. is. I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games. If they win, I will I will retire on the spot. Like the Oh, well, listen. Uh, so what I'm what I'm amazed yeah. in, and shout out to Doggy on that yeah. one. I'm sure he's still going to show up on the first take desk today, and I'm Come sure on. he's going to have some clever answer for it. But I do appreciate this. Seemed like a really high leverage spot to bet your career. Like I don't know about you guys, I'm going pretty far down on the rung. Wow. Like if you asked me for an NFL team that I was comfortable betting my career that they wouldn't make it to the Super Bowl at a certain juncture. I'd be going pretty far down on the rung just to yeah. make sure. And he did it with a team that was in the NLCS. I can respect that weirdly. Yeah, listen, he, he and we all know he's not retiring. I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, me and Greeny, Mike and Mike being this, you know, thing that got talk radio going, no, this was Mike and the Mad Dog, right? I mean, that was that was this guy and his partner years ago on the fan. You know, that's, that's what got this going. This is classic radio stuff, right? I'm going to retire if this happens. I'm going to walk 300 miles to this city if this city beats our city. You know, I was waiting it's, for it's him classic. to say he was going to eat his hat. Yeah, I, hear listen, me out. It's, it's classic radio stuff here. I mean, he is not retiring. So. Hear, hear me out, though. I think he should. If I were, if, if I were him, yes, he could. That's for had, sure with the money he made. Yeah, and I had had a great career, made good money, yeah. had like a was already a legend, and this was how I could go out and like just cement it. At, like that would be the all-time baller move to bet your career on a team not making it to the World Series, and everyone's like, oh, but he's not, and then be like, you know what? I'm a man of my word. See ya. Help. Yeah, Build him a statue. Build him a statue outside so Chase cool. Field. See, yes. I do, Charlotte, what you just described, and I've realized now, this is the McRib protocol. 
where you have to take it away for a little bit and you've got to retire it for a little while and then you bring it back and again first take seems like the kind of great showmanship that would understand and lean into this all right i'm sure mad dog has like x amount of days he's supposed to do for them and a contract and all these things legality and, and getting hella good money to do it yeah, no, getting getting dumb paid on yeah. this. Well, Jay, listen, the wise <laughs> man once seen, said, get it how you live. Seniors just say hella good. I think hella good. <laughs> hella good. Hella good. Yeah. North, Move yeah. to California. How do you yeah. do, fellow yeah. kids? has entered the chat. <laughs> but you, you go you go make rib protocol where everyone agrees. All right, we're going to have Mad Dog retire. And then in like eight weeks when all of a sudden we get, like, let's say we hold no. him until December. We get to NBA Christmas Day. And then all of a sudden we're in the midst of the NA, uh, NFL's late season. And Mad Dog comes bursting back onto the first take set. And all of a sudden the McRib is back. No, 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 <laughs> no. Just straight up retire. Breach of contract. All all of it. Hang it up. Don't forever. That's the last segment he ever does. Mad Nasty dog. Legal battle. Listen, that would be amazing. And I'm with you, Charlotte. Not going to happen. One of the other reasons, Mike, he's not going to go away for eight weeks. It's football season, and and let's let's be honest. Hey, you know, Mad Dog's got enough gummies and free time to get oh, himself through. Anything. Listen, I agree. There, the dude could stop working today and and never have a worry in his life. But he ain't gonna. <laughs> he is not going to. You know I what? Just... Charlotte, I think you're on to something here. And I think more people need to do this. We see this in sports all the time where at the end of a player's career, they'll start to either bounce around or do the Brett Favre, consider retirement a bunch, and then sort of retire, or do the Tom Brady, retire for 40 days and Bible numbers, right. and then come back and try <laughs> and make it happen one more again. And so I feel like more broadcasters need to lean into this. you got enough deep enough bench on first take now that you got Shannon Sharp over there. You can invite a couple of more people into the fold, and all of a sudden, you put Doggy on ice for a little bit. You put him in the cryo chamber like he's Captain America. If I had the money, I would 1,000% make this gamble. But I don't. So I will be here for the foreseeable future. That Yay. would be the thing. If you're ready to walk away, if it's kind of in your mind anyway, and you say, you know what? If I go out on this shield, then so be it. And yeah. it happens. It would be something if he just retired today. But I, I'm not seeing it. The Diamondbacks no. are the funniest team he could do this for, just saying. That's true. <laughs> Put it on the poll. Are the Diamondbacks the funniest team that could retire Christopher <laughs> Mad Dog Russo? <laughs> All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. Drinking it wrong? All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr., Mike Golik Sr., Emerson Lotzi of Charlotte Wilder. We are four wide here. Hoping to talk in about 10 minutes to Missouri Tigers head football coach Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, as they're in the midst of a really impressive oh, season right yes. now. 7-1, and second in the SEC East. you got a bye week before Georgia. It's all starting to align here. So mm -hmm. we'll see how he's feeling about that. 
And on the sign-stealing front, we also got to get to that with our friend Charlotte Wilder as Michigan continues to just have more and more sources willing to come out here and try and throw fuel onto the fire. But uh, Charlotte, you do work a basketball podcast, again, Oddball with Amin L. Hassan, and do a great job covering that. You mentioned you've now got real basketball to react to. We had two games last night, and I learned already an important factoid about the 2023 NBA season through one of these games. My favorite thing at the beginning of every sports season is old faces in new places. And I did not realize that Eric Gordon played for the Phoenix Suns now. I was shocked and amazed and overjoyed to find out that he's 16 years into this, still has a home in the NBA, and the fact that he is my age. He's 34 years old, but I used to routinely go and play NBA 2K in college, and Eric Gordon was a player then that would routinely give me buckets when he was a member of the Clippers. I had a buddy of mine who was a linebacker who used to play with his team on easy mode and he before I would come over to his dorm would put my team on all NBA mode so it was incredibly difficult to shoot and Eric Gordon was the bane of my existence because he couldn't miss and for two years I had no idea that I was being gamed and so Eric (laughs) Gordon is an inextricable part of my basketball brain now and I'm happy to see he's got a new home wow I'm so happy to I love though I really do love when certain players occupy certain space in your brain for a reason that has nothing to do with anything other than like a thing that happened to you and and made its mark for whatever reason so i'm i'm happy to hear that eric gordon is one of your guys mike uh, it was a delightful experience <laughs> charlotte less so for the lakers yeah. uh, last night a delightful experience i mean Year 21 for LeBron James, Charlotte, what did you make? I know trying to read too much into any one basketball game is probably a fool's errand, but watching him try and talk to D'Angelo uh, D'Angelo Russell about getting him the ball only to watch D'Angelo Russell openly shoot a three in his face in the exact situation he called for feels like a level of disrespect that would not have happened 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, I was stunned. I was. I mean, I was and I wasn't. Like, it's D'Angelo, I think, that of all the people on that team who would do that coming back into the L.A. market, um, that's a good way for him to do it. Uh, I do think, though, that watching LeBron, my takeaway was holy cannoli, to quote Clay Thompson in the 2022 finals. He's still unbelievable. He's still so good. And I know there's a lot being made of Darvin Ham. Lakers head coach saying, oh, well, he's going to play approximately 29 minutes Mm -hmm. instead of a full game. And everyone's like, oh, well, you know, is he slipping? And it's like he's he's been doing this for 21. This is his 21st year. And I still like had there were jaw dropping moments last night. And I think they kept it. I mean, they came back. There were there were times where I was like, oh, my God, the Lakers are are creeping up. I didn't ever think they were going to win. Uh and I think the Nuggets are one of my other main takeaways was, oh, my God, the Nuggets are still unbelievable. And they look like a team that's played together before, because guess what? Yeah. They have. They won the finals. They're a homegrown team. Uh, they lost Bruce Brown. And yes, Christian Brown is now being asked to fill those shoes, which I think are a lot bigger than a lot of people realized. Um, but they still looked great out there. And the Lakers looked like a team that has not played together. They looked like a team that didn't really know what they were doing maybe by accident and sometimes like D'Angelo on purpose. Uh, And I think that that sort of disrespect internally after having to watch the Nuggets get their championship rings is like, I don't think that was a great night for LeBron. I don't think if I'm LeBron, I am leaving that stadium pretty pissed off. 
Well, I mean, every, every year they're tinkering with the lineup, right? Because they're not sure how much longer LeBron's going to play. So they're trying to build another championship team around him and they keep changing the pieces. So it looks like they haven't played together and you're playing the defending champs who certainly look like they've played together. LeBron, I'm with you though, Charlotte, on LeBron. He, lead, he played 29 minutes. He averaged 35 last year and the plan is 28 to 30 minutes, which obviously is going to be give and take depending on how he feels and the situation. He did lead him in scoring in 21, uh, given 21, 10, and 5 rebounds and assists. Uh, so he, I, I mean, he is still looking good. Torian Prince, I thought, a guy coming over from Minnesota was four or six from threes. He had 18 points in this one. So that's an interesting piece uh, of the puzzle to keep an eye on. But, you know, even LeBron has basically anointed this is Anthony Davis's team. He's going to lead us, which is great. When you have 17 points in the first half, but then you can't get shut out in the uh. second half and go 0 for 6. And when Jokic is guarding you, you you can't get a bucket in the second half. So that's going to be interesting there. I'm with you. They they closed the gap some. They were losing by double digits as much as 18, closed the gap some. But I never really thought they were going to come back. What's interesting to me, Jokic casually throws down a triple-double, right? What I did not realize is he is now one triple-double behind LeBron. Leading the way overall is Russ Westbrook with 198. Oscar Robertson has 181. Magic 138. And then LeBron 107 and Jokic 106. So they're that close to one another. I did not realize that. And I loved Jokic after talking to the TNT group and especially Shaq. But they were asking him about his off-season workouts, and he said, I was in the gym every single day. You know, I, I never missed a workout in the gym. But then he said, no, nah, I may have not been on the court as much as I should have been. So, like you were talking about, Mike, we were talking off-air. You wonder if he's starting to lean into this a little bit as, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basketball's kind of my past, you know, my pastime thing after horses and family. I go out and just play, and I'll do this for a little while. Yeah, Charlotte, I know you were, you were courtside there trying to show off some horses to Nikola Jokic to see yeah. if you could get him yeah, to bite that was in the NBA's preseason. But part of me obviously believes he loves horses drinking and carrying on. He seems like one of the most balanced professional athlete superstars that we've ever had. But when I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm not here to body shame anyone. But Nikola Jokic does not look like a guy that was living in the gym six days a week and seeing the results that would come from that. And his game on opening night yeah. looked like a guy who's yeah. a well-oiled basketball machine still. So I think maybe he might be a little bit more basketball-focused than he lets on, which is cool. Which is cool. I, I think he very much enjoys leaning into this role. I think it's like when a kid learns that they, you know, they say something by accident and their parents think it's really funny and then they keep saying it and you're like, Okay, well, that's adorable. Um, I think Jokic cares very much. I don't think you can reach that level of greatness by not caring and not working your butt off. And he is, there's a level of um, pure ability from Jokic that only works when it's coupled with insane work ethic. Like watching him just body his way to the rim last night was, I, I it, it was remarkable. It was like watching Jason Kelsey hold off a defender. Like it, it was, it was really a, a physical experience. And, and then he comes up with this like unbelievable grace and, Every time that he's on the court and there's a rebound to be had, to be, to be had, what am I? To be had. <laughs> 19th century poet. Aww. To be had. 
he gets he gets it and i find that like I, i find it very comforting i love watching him i think there's a rhythm to his play that is very underrated um but yeah i think he is i think he is very much leaning into this bit that he started um and maybe it's true. And if it's true, well, then that yeah. is absolutely so, remarkable. I think he is going to work really hard early on. Like he's going to win like his six MVPs and three NBA championships. And then he is going to retire early so he can spend more time with that, his That's horses. the thing. Be- because I, 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 I forgot it. Was, I forgot who was saying it. They were saying because he barely leaves the ground. Yeah. You know, he's, he doesn't fly through the air a lot that he could last a long, long time. And Mike and I, you, Mike, you and I were talking about this yesterday. I, I could see him in a couple of years. It doesn't sound like Charlotte agrees. There's a couple of years saying, ah, I'm good. We got a couple yeah. NBA titles. I got a couple MVPs. You know, I'm just going to go concentrate on my horses with my hundreds of millions of dollars. He's like the ruby thief that they describe or the jewel thief that Alfred describes in the Batman movie where you have no idea what motivates this man. I have no idea what he actually cares about outside of horse stuff, <laughs> which is cool, but it makes it impossible to predict what this man's going to do. All I know is last night what he did was make Anthony Davis's early season narrative life a living hell by comparison <laughs> and something we are all going to latch on to for the early portion of the season before we hit Christmas. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, Boston fans will feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now, and if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to Gojo and Golik. Mike Golik Jr. and Mike Golik Sr. here. And I can't believe we're already in the back half of college yeah. football season. It's incredible how quickly it's gone by. And as you look up right now, oh, by the way, the Missouri Tigers having themselves a hell of a year, uh, second in the SEC East right now, heading on to the bye week, coming off a big win over South Carolina. And for more on that, very excited to be joined by their head football coach, Eli Drinkwitz. Coach, good morning. How's the bye week treating you? Man, good morning. It's awesome. I sure appreciate y'all making me wake up early this morning to get on here. I was planning on sleeping in and taking my kids to school, but when they told me I could get on with the Golics, I was like, forget it. Get out of bed. Let's get to work. Man, do I not believe that for one second? Because <laughs> because because something that what something you said and is never in the same breath as a coach is sleeping in. Have you ever slept in a day in your life since you started coaching? <laughs> not during the season, only during the off season. Uh, and only after really bad losses, you know, you try to you try to be so hungover you don't have to wake up and face it. You know? but, but other than that, no, huh? 
That's something that I think coaches and fans all have in common is yeah. trying to be hung over enough to forget the uh, forget the tough ones. But coach, there haven't been that many of those to come by this season. You're four for you here uh, in Missouri. You got the team rolling right now, seven and one. What's been the difference this year? What's been special about this team that's allowed you guys to go out here and have this much success this early? Man, I, there's two things. I think the first thing is the leadership. You know, you always talk about captains, but you know, the captains of our team. You're talking about. Um, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, Cody Schrader, Division II walk-on, who has incredible grit and toughness and it kind of is is the embodiment of our team right now, refuses to to lose, buys into the culture, does everything he can uh, to put himself in a position to win. You got Brady Cook, who uh, all he wants to do is be our starting quarterback and has had to face a lot of adversity uh, on social media and just continues to work to improve, ignore the noise. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Darius Robinson, who who decided to – he could have got drafted last year, late rounds, decided to come back, get better, improve, and try to build uh, uh, his legacy at Mizzou. You got Tyron Hopper, who was a transfer from Florida, one of the best linebackers in the country that, that really nobody's talking enough about, and uh, came in here, worked his butt off, and got voted as a team captain, only being around this team for 12 months. And – those guys are really leading. It's really a player-led team. You know, I think going into year four, there's more of uh, our kind of guys, you know, just guys who understand and believe in what we're trying to do and the culture. They chose to be here, uh, you know, and I think that's a difference when you go in and take over a program. You got to get more guys that that have chosen to be there. And so when you say, hey, we're going 22 periods full full gear, there's no like, well, why do we do that? The last guy didn't do that. We don't have any of that this year. It's hey, whatever we got to do to win. Let's go get it done. Man, I did that nine years in, in the NFL. That's yeah. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? We're going full pads, 22 periods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, what we're all going to be talking about, uh, everybody in the media is, man, if Missouri knocks off Georgia, they can control the East now. And that's going to be obviously the big headline everywhere. How do you handle this, obviously, with the bye week and more time and with your 18 to 22 year olds on preparing them for this? Yeah, actually, we, we talked about this as a team uh, in our, our uh, team meeting yesterday and in our uh, post-practice comments like, all season, all our focus is 1-0. Let's just be 1-0 this week. And when you have that mindset, there's really not any game that's bigger than the next. And no matter what the media narrative is, you know, I asked them, if we win the game in next week, the media narrative is we won the SEC East, which isn't true because you got three games left. And if we lose the game, it's the season's over. What a wasted opportunity. Well, that ain't true either because you got multiple games left. And so you got to ignore the noise and focus on just being 1-0. and And they're an incredibly talented team, and it'll be a, a difficult challenge. But I think what happens is you get caught up so much in looking at them instead of looking at you. All right. And re realizing we're a pretty good football team, too. We haven't played our best ball yet. For, and for order for us to win, we got to go back and fix the things that we can correct during the bye week. And so that's really been our mindset and our focus is you can't make any game bigger than any other game. It's you get 12 opportunities. Both of y'all played this game at the highest level. You understand those opportunities are rare. And if you start looking at the schedule like, man, week eight, we got to be at our best. And, and week seven, well, we can kind of take that one easy. You're, you're going to set yourself up for some big disappointments.
It's so true. It sounds cliche, but I've told anyone that the, the one good team that I was on in college, that was the mentality. And it makes a world of difference in how you approach that. Coach, you mentioned a lot of what gets talked about in the media. A lot of what's been talked about in the media over the last few days has been everything going on around the sign stealing allegations with the Michigan football program. And yeah. I've been amazed seeing the reaction from all the different camps, from fans, from coaches, from former players. As you've watched this unfold and you've seen the public discussing sign stealing, something that most people assume goes on all the time. What was your reaction to all this? <laughs> the first reaction was, if it wasn't such a big advantage, why does everybody try to do it? Like yep. we've all openly been like, oh, yeah, well, we do that. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's a huge advantage. I mean, when you're playing Madden, here's the best way to describe it, or playing college football uh, or Madden or whatever, and your buddy's over there and you're looking over to see what play he picks and you make the perfect call. Does it make a difference? Heck yeah, it makes a difference. And that's that's what it is. I, I think the 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 disappointing thing is is maybe what extents it's looking like it went to. Like that that to me is where we're taking it too far. Um but I don't know all the information. I try not to get all my information off of X, uh the X app because it's about, you know, sixty 60 40 right or not yeah. so and that's on a good day um so we'll see how it all plays out I, I would just tell the fans like they ought to temper their expectations on any type of punishment because uh we're still trying to sort out some basketball stuff from 2017 yeah. uh i don't i don't know that there'll be a quick resolution in anything that goes on and i don't know what you can do about it other than you know the public shaming uh, i completely agree mike and i were talking about that yesterday we were almost like okay what are you going to do? And if it, if they do something, it'll probably be in like 2026. So it, yeah. it doesn't really matter right now. Yeah. So no sense in worrying about that right now. What, yeah. by the way, for, for the bye week, oh, go ahead, Mike, you wanted to jump in? No, no, I, I was just, I was going to ask, like, if you knew that was going on on another sideline, or you suspected that, does it change the way you prepare for that week? If you were getting ready to play Michigan now, after all this has come out, are you extra diligent about changing this stuff? Let's just say hypothetically, I've played a team that stole signals at an, at an elite level before. Yeah, you, you have to sugar huddle. Um, I think you saw that in the college football playoff a couple of years. I thought Ryan Day did an excellent job, you know, trying to protect his stuff by quick huddling, sugar huddling and, and getting out of formations. And, and that's really what you got to do once you notice that stuff's going on. You know, I think the saddest thing about the whole thing is, you know, since I've been a head coach in 2019 in head coaches meetings, we've asked for communication uh, like the NFL. Right. And for whatever reason, it's always been pushed back. We can't do it. We can't afford it. We, we, we blah, 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 blah. And we've let the game get away. You look at you go to high school football games, which is what I'm going to do on Thursday and Friday night for recruiting. And they have technology all along the sidelines. They've got film. They've got tablets. You watch the NFL. They got tablets. They got wireless communication. The only one that doesn't is college football. And we're making crud. I think the playoffs worth a billion dollars, but yeah. we can't afford to put wireless headsets. I mean, it's 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 mind blowing to me on some of this stuff. So that's where you guys you think all most coaches would like to go: the receivers in the helmet of the quarterback and the, who's ever calling signals for defense. Yeah, I think everybody but Michigan probably would want to. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly seems like it at this rate right now uh but like you said we will wait to see all the facts come out yeah uh, on this we'll coach, wait a long we, time yeah exactly <laughs> coach we appreciate the time uh we know you got a lot of preparation going on during the bye week but best of luck with the rest of the season it's been fun to watch and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again soon yep thanks man y'all have a good one 
Thanks. Go sleep in. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Back to bed for Coach Drinkwood yeah, in the off, exactly. the off week reps in dad. Uh, but we said that, I mean, yesterday, right? Uh, I mean, what's going to happen? So so the video comes out. What what goes on? I'm, I'm with him. We talked about that as well. How do you not have receivers in the headsets by now? I, I, I don't I don't get that. Is it is it truly the expense? Is, is that what's going on for a, for football that makes so much I, money? Man, I can't imagine in a world where the biggest bunch of penny pinchers, the NFL owners, would spend on something that college administrators aren't willing to spend on there. I think I've got an analogy that works for the Michigan sign-stealing scandal that's going on right now, but I want to hear from Charlotte Wilder. We'll call Charlotte back in and, and respond to everything that she's seen out of this Michigan program. What's going to happen now and what should happen as we talked about there with Missouri head coach Eli Drinkwitz. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, so the evidence against Connor Stallions, the Michigan football staffer at the center of the NCAA investigation into sign-stealing allegations, is beginning to mount, according to ESPN's latest report. How about this? Sources telling ESPN on Tuesday that he bought tickets for games at four schools outside of the Big Ten that were either in college football playoff contention or playing contenders. And now Deion Sanders is chiming in on this whole situation. Everyone's trying to get an edge. I mean, everyone's trying to get whatever edge they can. Um, you could have someone's whole game plan. They could mail it to you. You still got to stop it. You still got to stop it. So in football, it's not as pronounced as baseball. If I know a curveball is coming, I'm, I'm, I got you. You know, with, with football, I don't give a darn. If you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. He's got a point, doesn't he, Gojo? Well, well. so it, it, it is interesting because Deion Sanders is uniquely qualified to weigh in on sign ceiling in baseball versus football for the obvious two-sport athlete reasons. But, uh, Dad, I think that speaks to a lot of athlete brain right there, especially in a sport as physically demanding as football, where, yes, you can know what's coming, but physically you still have to be able to do it. And I'm sure from Deion's yes. perspective, he believes there were very few people physically right. that even if they knew what he was doing, were going to be able to stop him from doing that on the football field. Congru Listen, what he said technically is, is right. I mean, look, look at look at the uh, the brotherly shove. They walk up to the line of scrimmage. You know they're going to do it. You can't stop it. Mm -hmm. But you can have an advantage. You can have the advantage. You do still have to stop it. But going off of what Dion said, if you know a sweep is coming, you still got to stop it. Yeah, but I guarantee you, those two linebackers aren't getting cut off by the guards. You know, because they're going to lean and know that sweep is coming. They're going to beat those blocks to the second level and have more men over there to stop that sweep. So, and really, sign stealing is for the, the, the tougher games, right? 
There's no need to sign seal for a team you're going to beat by 31 unless you just want to practice doing it. It's more for what's going to be the close games. And while, yes, Dion is right, you still have to beat the man in front of you. If you know a play is coming or you know what a coverage is going to be, I'm sorry, that does give you an advantage in a tight, close-knit game. It may not equal success in that play, but it's going to put the odds of success more in your favor. Yeah, I think we heard uh, Eli Drinkwood say it with uh, with us just a second ago, where if there wasn't an advantage to be gained, people wouldn't be trying so hard exactly to do it. Right. But yeah. the reaction from player, coach, and fan has been very different. Charlotte, it, does this feel like a big deal to you? Because I've seen people all over the place on this. I mean, yes, in that it was so elaborate. I think that's. I think the way they did it is coming back to bite them more than the fact that they did it. I also think a lot of coaches out there are probably going to be pretty diplomatic in how they talk about this yeah. because once again, if it weren't an advantage, everyone wouldn't be trying to do it. Okay, well, who are the people trying to do it? I don't know, but it's a, it's. I think there's a lot of dancing around this because it's a glass houses situation yep. in a lot of cases. Um, I also think I don't I don't know, to be honest. I don't know enough about being in that coach's room. I don't know enough about being on the field. Um, I don't know how prevalent all of this is in ways that we don't talk about because um, I wasn't in those buildings. I wasn't in those college football places, but I... As, as like a fan and a competitor, Charlotte, does it bother you from that standpoint? Do you feel like this idea of someone doing something? Because again, this is akin to the Patriots. This is akin to the Astros. These are all these things that we've seen in other places as far as trying to find that competitive advantage. And, and that seems like it would be what it really boils down to is, is does this seem egregious enough for people to get worked up over because of the competitive imbalance it could potentially present? I mean, yeah, I think so. Look, if I were an Ohio State fan and I was thinking back to that 2022 game, I would be livid. Uh, it's sort of, you know, when I think about how the Astros stole signs and so many of the Dodgers pitchers were the ones who paid the price for it. Like, yes, I do think that that is that upsets me. I think um, if there is if they were if Michigan, if Michigan were doing this to an extent that it gave them better information than other places. Because what if other places are doing this? They're just not as obvious about it. Right. I don't know. Yes. yes. So yeah, that's, that's exactly I, right. Yeah. That's to me where it becomes like, I don't want to sit here on my high horse and be like, oh, you know, these guys are horrible. Like my team would never do that when my team might just be better at getting away with it. So right, right. I, that a... to me is where the line starts to get like, I, I don't know how worked up I am, except I know that if I were a fan of a team that Michigan beat, having intel i would be absolutely livid okay so here's a question then is it less of a big deal to fans because michigan hasn't actually won anything yet unlike the patriots and astros well i think that's what's kind of interesting at stake now is michigan has won a lot relative to everyone else in college football which is i think why you've seen yeah. so many people willing to be giving of information and be sources on this front the amount of schools it sounds like that are sending in tape from their stadium cameras that show this all taking place reeks of a bunch of people who are kind of sick of this it is interesting to charlotte's point we haven't heard a ton of it from coaches there because mm -hmm. drink kind of flirted with getting a little barb there in the end but yeah. in general these guys don't really draw a lot of attention to this stuff this was you know mike slives sec years ago where the infighting never really made it to the public because if people start all of a sudden going and poking around in other right. buildings you go looking for trouble you're probably going to find it in some way shape or form in this sport 
full of hyper competitive people always trying to find that next thing dad i didn't just ultimately i i i I've had a hard time getting worked up about this because we know everybody's trying to do some version of this and maybe part of the player brain like Dion still within me goes, all right, but there's still so many other things. Like even if you know someone signs, like Coach Drink said, there's still so many other things we can do to counteract. There's still so many other ways to mitigate that that you're really talking about potentially very few plays where this is going to, I think, have a true impact on yeah. it. Even if we've got all these video where it looks like they're watching the signs on the other side, you can see all that and respond in a way you think is predictive, but you still don't truly know as people change up their signs, change who's giving those signs in, all these different things. But I do look at it and say you got sloppy this is me in college getting a minor intoxication drinking arrest where yeah i wasn't technically doing something that other people weren't doing but i was the one that got caught now the video element of this might rise to something like a dui where all of a sudden we look at this and go all right you shouldn't have been doing that you know you shouldn't have been doing that and now whatever punishment comes you're going to have to accept and and you wonder if they even care because uh, do you look at what what do you look into as you're doing something if you know it's illegal you say okay What's the ramifications of this? What's this going to cost me? And as we've talked about, nothing. The big, now, the Big Ten can step in here, but they have two forms of punishment, a fine, who cares, and suspensions. It's, you, want, you want to talk about if, if what was out there, the ability to say you are not eligible for the Big Ten championship, that would have some teeth, okay? That may make you, make you rethink what you're going to do. But, but the, the NCAA is gumming everything. There's no teeth. I mean, there, there's no worry about it. So you wonder, do you try and get away with more? Because A, there's not a lot of teeth to it. And B, as I said, not really jokingly, you may not find out anything until 2026 of them doing anything, IEC, the NCAA basketball situation. So uh, to me, it, it, it's as... Okay, if you're doing something wrong, you get caught, you got to pay the price. Whatever that price is going to be, and we know the price doesn't seem to be much with the NCAA, but change your signs. Change your signs, you know, so they can't be stolen. And for God's sake, get the receivers in the helmet. It's the easiest fix in the world. To sit there and say it's a money issue is a joke, an absolute joke at the NCAA level. So that's the easiest fix of all. But as we found out, Mike, in covering both NFL and pro, it's amazing how the NCAA or college football does not want to emulate the, the NFL in a number of things. They love to be a little bit different. And this is a dumb thing to be different about. A great way to be different is listening to Oddball. It's a great podcast. It's a great mm -hmm. show. It's on the DraftKings Network, and it includes our friend Charlotte Wilder. Charlotte, thanks so much, buddy. We are glad to have you back on a Wilder Wednesday. Truly always a pleasure, and I'll see you next week, guys. You will, back Charlotte. like she never left. Coming up next as we digest more of what's going on as the NBA season is back underway. We've had a lot of focus on the five. Big men are proliferating this sport, incredibly talented ones. We'll talk to one of the best to ever do it, Patrick Ewing, the Hall of Famer, going to join us next to look out into the 2023 NBA season here on Gojo and Golik on the DraftKings Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.